0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com.
1: Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of 3AM. If you want to support us, visit our Patreon, where patrons have access to exclusive content. If you're not able to support us monetarily, don't worry. This episode is on us. You can still rate and review us on whatever platform you listen to us on. It really does go a long way. You can also follow us on social media, our handle everywhere, including Patreon, is the 3am pod. Finally, do you have any scary stories? If so, submit them to our website, the3ampodcast.com. We're anxious and excited to hear from you.
2: Welcome to 3am. 3am 3am where we discuss and dissect the supernatural what's the scariest thing you've encountered that's been one of our favorite questions for years 3am is the result of asking this question over and over again stories we share are typically sourced from those we know our listeners or personal experience the validity of which can be determined by you the listener
1: While we might not have all the answers, we find the culture and lore surrounding paranormal events and unnatural occurrences fascinating. We hope you enjoy. We hope you enjoy. We hope you enjoy.
2: Guys, my name is Charlie. My name is DJ. (laughs) And my name is Sean. And this is the 3am podcast where we tell scary stories. Dude, I love you guys. I love you too, bro. I love you too, man. No, the listeners. Oh, F. (laughs) (laughs) But I also love you, DJ, and you, too, the listeners. (laughs) It's a circle. Anyway.
1: Okay, just the other day, we posted on our Instagram, what questions do you have for 3 a.m.? So we're going to answer a couple of them right now, and we'll put those in the episode. So... An obscure hobby you have or fact that we don't know. And who's that from? This is from LexiFuel, obscure hobby. Or fact? Is that what she said? Or saying? fact that okay. about you that we don't know.
2: So my left hand is double-jointed, and I can pick up... So
1: you grab a cup like
2: this, right? Yeah, yeah, I can bend my fingers all the, the way back. The opposite <laughs> way. And pick up the cup. <laughs> and it looks... Gross! From ten feet away, from afar, you'll be like, "Oh, that's that's the way you grab a cup," and then I <laughs> close the distance and notice, "Oh that's my, it's not the way." Dear you God, hold a cup. you are physically <laughs> deficient. And so, I I honestly didn't know I could do that till like a year ago. Damn! And I just started doing it, and then so my one of my favorite things is to when me and my wife are walking, <laughs> I'll run up to her and act like I want to hold hands, and I'll give her the old. Backward handy, <laughs> and she'll interlock her fingers with me for like half a second and then look down, and she's like, <gasps> <laughs> shudders in fear, <laughs> yeah, and it just shakes that off and then runs away. So, that's one obscure fact about me.
1: I have two different colored eyes, he do and that's pretty rare, yeah, they're the exact same eyes of my grandma, too, which is why it's weird, dude. Maybe you're your grandma reincarnated. Wow. Except for I was born before she died. That's trippy, bro. How do you explain that? She's just like jumping in and out of each other. <laughs> Dude, that's an episode of Black Mirror. Right yeah, Sean's left eye is left eye crooked. Is <laughs> that's hazel. the color. Lazy. <laughs> I look to the left with my left eye, and when I look to the left with my left, my right looks right. Shout out, Nolan. So... All- <laughs> <laughs>
2: Dude, that's called dyslexia. <laughs> you don't know the difference between directions and colors. <laughs> Ilexia, bro. Ilexia. <laughs> so you you have a hazel and
1: like a A brown, yeah. Uh,
2: I think you two might know already, but <laughs> I don't know why this is the first one that comes to my mind. But I was the Easter bunny at the mall one year. <laughs> <laughs> I was like ten years old, and one of our family friends owned all the like Kodak had stores in all the malls in Hawaii. Mm. But these Kodak shops took care of like the special event photography in the mall. So, like Santa during Christmas and then Easter Bunny. And he came up to me and he's like, Do you want to make some money? I was like, Yeah. I did it for a week. It was terrible. <laughs> Dude, mothers trust that you just know how to hold a baby. Ugh. And I. You were 10? I was 10. I had a three year old brother. So, yes, I've held a baby before, but. It's a whole different game when you are in a furry suit. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> I can barely see. Just it's sweating so, your balls it's so off hot. too. And they just come and toss their baby. And you're trying to yiff this child? Yiff. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Do not Google. Yeah, <laughs> do not Google yiffing. Google's yiffing. Um, yeah, it was rough. And people inside of fursuits don't smile. At least I didn't. <laughs> With to like, smile for the picture. You're just depressed. Like, I'm just crying. <laughs> <laughs> but did you make that money, though? <laughs> that Skrilla, dude, 10 bucks an hour when you're 10? Wow. <laughs> is dude, on top of the world. <laughs> so Thanks, Lexi.
1: Thank you. I'm going to try and do at least four or five more. Cool. Let's do that. This is fun. Okay. When will you bring back the first three episodes? <laughs> Aiden that, Hatch. Oh,
2: uh, that's my little bro. Aiden is a, a very s- supportive listener. Of ours. Dude, love you, Aiden. Yep, love you, man. But we will bring those back for patrons. We'll post them probably this week. I believe we mentioned it before, but when we first started, we had one crappy mic, and we were in Charles's apartment that was a basement apartment but in the kitchen with a loud air conditioning and creaky and camp chairs and your creaky camp chairs and one mic in the middle of all of us and there's so much background noise just uh. the quality of the audio is so terrible you can hear our yeah our chairs squeaking and everything and our voices are echoing like the quality is so bad we just didn't think it's up to standard so we didn't want to post that but there are good stories on there some of my personal bests are on the first three. I know for sure one of my very best stories is on the first three as well, <laughs> and I get told
1: that from oh yeah people yeah, I, I think know and don't know who messages us had one of my best yeah.
2: So Dang, we'll bro. be bringing them back. We'll we'll throw it on 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 pre- Patreon because we know that you know once you're paying us money, <laughs> <laughs> you already accepted
1: us at that point. Yeah, so we
2: know we won't lose your support. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I think the issue was. We progressed super fast as far as, like, audio quality.
1: Yeah, and we were just upset with the quality originally, so we chose to take those off the air. So,
2: And the problem was when we were like, hey, listen to our podcast, people would naturally
1: we... go to episode one, Yep. and they'd
2: be like, "Oh, it's kind of hard to listen to. And I was like, no, 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 uh, start Give at, like, four episode or five. Four. <laughs> yeah. We would tell people to start at episode four, was, which is when we started upgrading our equipment and the audio quality was better. Then it was like, then why do we have episodes one through three up? Um people have suggested and we even talked about it recreating those episodes and retelling those stories which I think would be fine but I don't think we'll ever capture like the raw reaction
1: yeah because there's some st-
2: like we try to keep our stories under wraps and not tell each other about it mm-hmm. so we can get you know each other's reactions from it like when we come together to record I'm like you got a good one tonight and it's like yeah, yeah it's about wait. don't tell me don't tell me yeah <laughs> it's like wait, wait 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 like we really do try to hide what we're going to talk about from yeah, each other even when we're out and about, or whatever, hang out outside of the podcast. We have to somebody like, is like, not say our Dude, stories. I found this one story, and we're like, dude, stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> save it. Yeah. Because we are actually friends, and we do actually hang out outside of this. <laughs> <laughs> all,
1: right, all right. Here's right, another one. Thanks, Aiden. Yeah. From Olivia Chedwali. She's turning... She's giving us stories. Dope. Who's the most to least mature of all of you? Oh, dude.
2: <laughs> it It honestly... I'm going to speak for all of us. It just <laughs> depends in what regard.
1: That's actually probably a good Because we are all point. over
2: the, the map. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. That dude. is a good question. Like, for finances and planning,
1: Sean, DJ and I are like, Sean, you do all that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for anything creative, it's like, Sean...
2: Don't do any of that. What about just like adulting though? Mature. That, I guess that's the first thing. I would, st- I I would say Sean. Is I would still-, still say Sean and then Charles and me. I'm,
1: I'm yeah. going to put myself
2: at the bottom. Everyone's
1: like, yeah, yeah, that sounds Yeah, right. totally. <laughs> See, but we're all thinking about different things where we would put each other last, where I would put myself last, like any type of relationship. <laughs> <laughs> so not mature. That's a good question. Good question. Yeah, it just depends on what area. It really does. What would you do if your reflection smiled back at you from Mo Fez? I would get scared. I would kill myself.
2: <laughs> I just watched the movie Us last night.
1: <laughs> oh, damn, bro. Which That's is true.
2: that exactly. Oh. Us, directed by Jordan Peele, came out last year. Great movie. My girlfriend had never seen it, so she wanted to. That part's so creepy when she's standing. Or she's standing back-to-back back with the mirror, and she turns around, and her reflection doesn't. She's, like, in a fun house, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a fun house, and at the end, you see that the reflection turns around, and it's not. It's a twin. It's not a spoiler, but even if it was, too late. <laughs> uh, if I saw a refre- reflection smiling back at me, I don't know. I would the, 100%, I honestly, I would get so spooked... I would back out of the thing, I would like tell someone I trusted, like one of you, try to recreate it, and then if it couldn't recreate it, forget about it.
1: <laughs> Bro, I'd <laughs> smile back at it so that it wasn't different than me.
2: <laughs> Get dude, wrecked. <laughs> I'd turn around and take a selfie with it.
1: Oh, that'd be lit. Oh, that'd be funny, dude. I would take my clothes off slowly <laughs> and assert dominance. <laughs> Okay, um, let's do two more and then save some for next episode. Let's see. If you're about to go on a road trip, what drink and snack do you pick up at the gas station? From Anna Shea.
2: Hails yeah. Anna.
1: That's my girlfriend's best friend. Oh, dude. Good question. That is a good question. Uh, shout out Anna.
2: Hmm. Hot Cheetos. And drink? Smart water. Have you no respect? <laughs> I know, I know. I am <sighs> dirtying my, my Yeah, hole <laughs> He's like, let's take a risk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How long are we in this car for? Yeah. 10 hours? <laughs> Get let's those m- Cheetos extra hot, Let's place. make it harder for myself. He's <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> yeah. like, uh, hot Cheetos and a pack of wet wipes. <laughs> <laughs> I go... Peanut M&M's, mm-hmm. like the shareable size, because I'm going to eat all that sh- myself. And But not share. <laughs> not share. Shareable yeah. size for myself. I get it. And dude, if I'm driving, it, it differs from when I'm not driving. Because mm. if I'm driving, I have to get something caffeinated. It's usually going to be like a bang or something like that. If I'm not driving, it'll be like a Gatorade or a Powerade. Feel.
2: So much of this depends on how much money I have at the time.
1: <laughs> well, you're going on a road trip. Yeah, uh,
2: It's like, am I getting uh, Voss or? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> am, I spri- am, I, or, uh, am I, what's it called, springing for the smart water with the sports tip? Or oh. arrowhead. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Or the effing Dasani, dog. Yeah. <laughs> um, poo-poo water. For like 10 years, my go-to every trip I did was a half gallon of yellow Gatorade. Oh I and it's Snickers.
1: Nice. Until
2: nice. I realized that made me nauseous more than anything in the world. <laughs> like really? every time that made me so nauseous. <laughs> so I've switched and my favorite snack is pretzels. I'm an Solid. old man. <laughs> Hard pretzels? <laughs> Dude, like stick pretzels, bro. That keeps me awake for hours. I can eat like three. What pounds are those ones that are so there super good? There is one that I love. Dogs, dots. dots. Dots are lit. Yeah. But those are like $20. Yeah. For, <laughs> they're, they're so <laughs> expensive. <Yeah. laughs> I'm a broke boy, dude. <laughs> dude, whenever Delta gives me pretzels, pretzels I get so mad.
1: If it's not that Biscoff cookie, bro, <laughs> I'm not down. Dude, <laughs> Just give me that cookie. Last
2: time I went home, they had Cheez-Its, oh. which is the best cheese snack. Not including Doritos. But dude, I had some goldfish this weekend. <laughs> goldfish are classic. Goldfish are classic. But but Cheez-Its are probably. I choose Cheez-Its above Goldfish. And what else is there? Nips. Cheese nips. Ooh, cheese Cheese nips. nips. First of all, change your name. (laughs) That's perverted. Come on. (laughs) Cheese whiz. I'm embarrassed. Cheese whiz.
1: Ooh, Leaning Tower of Cheez-a, bro. Mm. (laughs) So by this point, we've lost all our listeners.
2: (laughs) Awesome. Thanks Thanks for the questions.
1: Also, last thing. Shout out to Dan D.V. Foose. He asked for a shout out. That was his question. So we shouting him out.
2: Dude, he was our very first patron.
1: Bro, he's been listening for a long time. Yep. Shout him out. Shout out.
2: Thanks for believing. When all this is said and done, I mean the quarantine, (laughs) I will shake your hand. There you go. (sighs) I'll find you and shake your hand. I'll
1: find you. You'll wake up one night.
2: (laughs) We'll be at the foot of your bed. Like and
1: extended. Okay. <laughs> if we didn't get to your question tonight, we are going to get to them in our next episodes as well. But for right now.
2: Also send us more questions. Then let's get to it. <laughs> let's roll, yo. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. I have benefited from therapy in a way that it's allowed me to feel a lot more light, lightness in my heart, my head, my emotions. If that's something that you are needing, if that's something that's missing, uh, give therapy a try, give better help a try. Uh, we want to hook you up. Um, by getting it off your chest, uh, and it be a little lighter on the wallet, uh, go ahead and visit betterhelp.com 3am, and you can get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot 3am.
1: Thirteen. Thirteen. Seven.
2: I got a nine. So it's me, Charles, and Sean. Dope. Dude, I'm excited. I feel like I haven't gone first in a while, which it doesn't really matter, but
1: <laughs> nonetheless, <matters>. we're here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I am stoked for tonight's story. woo I... Have been texting people, reading submissions, and scouring the internet since 10 a.m. this morning <laughs> and did not find a story that I was satisfied with until 3 30. Took me a while. And even then, I was just starting. Like, as I, when I first started the story, I was like, this is it. I just felt it. And as it went on, I knew that there was a lot to talk about. So I'm going to have my notes to help me. But so a few years ago, do you remember the abandoned hospital slash asylum in Provo? Yeah. And there was that broken Ouija board (laughs) (laughs) at the bottom level, folks. This was at night. And this was several staircases down underground. Yeah. several, Several flights of stairs going down, right? At least. Yeah. At least two. Yep. And the very bottom one, it's all pitch black if you didn't have flashlights, of course, but you found the Ouija board broken in half on a table and you were going to go touch it. <laughs> and then I
1: yelled at him almost. Why? I
2: don't know. Just to, dude, just because, but because be cool. Yeah, uh,
1: dude, it would have been so dude. That would have been cool. <laughs> uh,
2: why did you yell at him? Well, you can actually watch this video clip on one of our highlights under adventures, but I yell at Sean and I say, Sean, don't touch it. Like a straight brat. <laughs> Because I, like, sc- <laughs> I, I was scared. For some reason, I couldn't explain it, but I was nervous that there was a reason why it was ripped in half on this table. Hmm. Like someone was trying to get rid of it or like break its power or something, and they were leaving it there. So I don't know. I just had a feeling inside, don't touch it. What about you? Are you glad you didn't, or do you wish you had?
1: I'm indifferent. Hmm. Like I don't care that I didn't, and I don't care that I. if I would have, I wouldn't have cared either way. Did it ever cross your mind to bring it home with you? No. Is like there any to bring the Ouija board home with me? hmm No. Is there any reason you would? Any reason I would? If someone had said you won't. <laughs> I think we said that last episode. <laughs> if someone challenged Sean, he yes. would have. No. I wouldn't have brought it home just because, like I said, I'm indifferent about it. But if someone had said, Oh, you won't do that, I would have brought it home. But
2: are there any personal reasons why you would bring it
1: home? No, not really. Okay. Yeah.
2: Well, congratulations. You're a normal person. (laughs) So this will all come into play with my story. It's about a New York man. This happens about four years ago. So a New York man and his self-proclaimed atheist friend are taking a hike. And they're hiking in the Catskills. So I looked it up on Google Maps. Those are wild. Really? Yeah. What do you know about them?
1: They're just super easy to get lost in. And they call them cat skills because you're up on ledges on these mountains. And it's Hmm. kind of the equivalent of cats walking along fences. Hmm.
2: Makes sense. You've heard of it as well? I've heard of them. I have never heard of these. So I looked it up on Google Maps. It's like if you go straight up from New York City. Hmm. And then if you go straight west from there, then you go towards Buffalo. So it's pretty far inland. It's this mountain range. And they're hiking there. They're familiar with the area, and this area that they're in is notoriously known amongst the locals as the grounds for devil worshippers to go and sacrifice animals. So they're not Chill, nece- yeah, chill, chill. chill. <laughs> they're not necessarily... That's what TripAdvisor says. <laughs>
1: uh, Yelp reviews. One out of five stars. <laughs> Their cloaks did not match. I yeah. <laughs> think we can all agree the masks could have been a little better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: So they're they're not necessarily looking for anything spooky. They just want to go on a hike. And did they know that going into this? They, they did. They were aware of it, but... It, that wasn't the reason they were yeah, going. Yeah, it wasn't the reason they were uh, going. Okay. Yeah. So while they're hiking, as all natural explorers do, uh, they decide to go off the trail to explore a bit more. Of course. So they're way off the path when they happen upon a cave. This is a midday on a Sunday, so with the amount of sunlight spilling into the cave, they feel fine. They're not worried at all, so they decide to venture in. And it doesn't take them long for them to discover a fire that looked like it was put out just that morning. Embers are low, there's smoke slowly rising from the ashes, and right next to the fire, they find a statue. And in their exact words, it has nails in its eyes and a noose around its neck. Oh, someone is pissed. <laughs> uh, I have a picture of this. Oh snap!
1: Is this a situation where you're like Sean? You won't take that home. I no. I would. I would pull a. You would pull. A, Don't touch that. Yeah. <laughs> I would pull. Like I would pull out our secret. Okay, I see you. Our secret password to make you not do it.
2: (laughs) Y'all ready to see this? Yes. No.
1: All right. Here it is. Oh. I don't like that.
2: Ew, they they had to have touched it.
1: Yeah, because, oh, yeah. Did someone take this home? Okay, ew. Just describe
2: what you see first. First of all, most, most oftentimes when you see things like this, even in movies, it's like, that's so clearly a prop. Or you got that at Spirits Halloween store, bro. <laughs> Zurchers. Yeah. <laughs> party land, party city. Yeah. yeah. Get that Halloween trash out of my face. <laughs> this is not that case. That <laughs> reminds me of when we went to that antique store in Salt Lake City, and we were looking at those things from Africa that are like from the 1800s. Something about that just rings so authentic to me. I don't know. It's it like hand-carved authentic. old wood that's like aged and stained. I don't know.
1: That's I thought creepy. Blair Witch Project.
2: So it's like an effigy. It's probably like eight inches tall, and it's a carving of a person, pretty crude, yeah. but you can distinctly see like eyes, nose, mouth, and then a head, and then a body. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it has like two nails, two or three nails in each eye. And then a noose around the neck. Yeah, a noose. That's like... Ew. Made perfectly out of like twine, put around its neck. Mm. And it's in this cave. Yeah. It's about a foot long, Mm. and... This was posted on Reddit under Paranormal subreddit and somebody comments saying, after spending some time in this part of the world, it looks like the design is like West African. Birthday's I don't know a how much... voodoo baby. Yeah. I don't know how... It looks like a voodoo doll. Yeah. I don't know how much credibility that has, but it doesn't strike me with any other culture outside of, you know, some type of African. Um, or Caribbean. Yeah. But... Yeah, they, they find this statue immediately. Our main protagonist, not the atheist friend, uh, it, he's creeped out, doesn't want to touch it. But I'm just picturing like Sean and Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> like Sean's like, whatever. And Jordan's like, bro, no, bro, dude, bro, no, yeah. we got to go. Dude, that sounds accurate. Uh, homeboy is super creeped out. Um, but his atheist friend is not at all. <laughs> And decides to take it home with him.
1: Well, see, that's where we would differ in my opinion. I would take it and leave it in someone else's home. (laughs) That's a terrorist act, dude. It's like sneezing on someone, bro. That's a terrorist act right now. Pretty much.
2: (laughs) So he takes it home against his friend's judgment and his own better judgment. They finish their hike and they're in their own separate homes. It's now Wednesday. So three days later.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: after their hike and our main character here his phone goes off it's about eleven thirty, and it's his friend his atheist friend i don't know why i'm saying that too much as if it super matters i think it no it just helps me differentiate who's who yeah, yeah but also yeah. i think he gets to the point where you know him being an atheist he doesn't really believe anything spiritual like yeah supernatural evil so that's why from the get-go, he was he was skeptical of it, didn't give it any power, took it with him. To the point where he's like, I don't care, I'll take this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. his friend calls him, his atheist friend calls him, and his voice is shaking. And he says, since day one, I have heard relentless knocking on my doors, I just loud freaked. banging on my walls, and this putrid smell of pond water
1: oh nope that's a bad sign pond water yep it's like the like like the sulfuric rotten eggs yep
2: yep they're demons bro demons demons our main character on the other hand is not really taking this seriously because he knows his friend yeah he thinks he's yeah (laughs) so he, he thinks it's a bluff and he's hearing him out he's like whatever dude and his atheist friend is saying, no, this is happening. This has been happening and I've been losing sleep over it. And he says, well, come over. And he says, well, I'll come over tomorrow. It's late at that point. So they hang up. After they hang up, atheist friend decides that he's going to try to go to sleep to just kind of get away from all of this. Not sure why, but he leaves this statue. He, he holds onto the statue but not only that, he keeps it with him in his room, his bedroom. I'm not exactly sure where in the bedroom. It sounds like it was close to his bed, like on a nightstand or on a desk. But in his bedroom, and fortunately, he falls asleep. A few hours into his sleep, he wakes up to the sound of loud barking. He has dogs.
1: Uh, I was like... Oh, gosh. I was almost so concerned.
2: <laughs> but his dogs are, are very good dogs. And they're um, still barking. They're barking in the middle of the night. He gets up to try to quiet them down. And they're calming down after some time of him consoling them. They start to quiet down. And he lays back down. And as he lays back down, he's scanning his room with his eyes. And he notices the statue is no longer in his room. That point... He's very alarmed but wants to know where it is So he gets out of bed And he walks to his bedroom door And he turns the knob and opens it And he cannot believe what he is seeing When he opens his door He sees that on the carpet Are muddy, bare footprints That lead towards the end of the hallway And around the corner His curiosity gets the best of him and he follows these footprints. Learn your lesson, bro. (laughs) And as he's doing this, he says that he's sick because of how bad the smell is. It's somehow worse than it has been the past couple of days. And when he's about to round the corner, he says that he can hear whispering. So curious as to Who or what is whispering? He turns the corner and sees a statue in his living room standing upright. That point, he wraps it up in a cloth. I think it's like a pillowcase. And he heads to his friend's house. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going through this alone, dog. (laughs) (laughs) So when he gets to his friend's house, he tells him everything. His friend believes him at this point because of how visibly shaken he is, knowing the type of person he is. So this is where they go to Reddit and they post the pictures from when they first found it and the experience that they had. And they say, what do we do?
1: What were some of the answers they got? What, what would you do, though? Um, I would take it back.
2: Honestly, I would... Look, for anyone who might have experience with this, mm. I do have cousins from Haiti. I have nine Haitian cousins. But going to Reddit might be like one of my top three choices. Being yeah. like, yo, I need help. My thought is replace the item. What do you mean replace the item? Take it right back to the cave. Okay. Yep. Apologize and back away. And, and maybe like our friend Tim, nope, Tom, from Excellent Movie Adventure, yeah, mm-hmm. Just kind of state, I'm sorry I took it. I did not believe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just like make a statement and leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That might be my gut reaction. Mm-hmm. Another one, possibly more dangerous, destroy it. Yeah. But I'd be very nervous because that might mean unleashing something, making you the target of the hate. I don't know. Give it to someone you hate. Ah, Sean, you freaking (laughs) terrorist, dog. (laughs) Sean's like, I go to my ex's house.
1: (laughs) Bury it under her porch. (laughs) Take it to Jordan's house. See what Ah. happens. (laughs) Sorry, I would never do that. Just kidding, I would.
2: (laughs) Guys, uh, the comment section was rife with a lot of these suggestions. A lot of people were saying, take it back. Uh, Some people were saying... Go exercise. the extra mile and take gifts as well. Uh, Offering. Yeah. Offerings A just animal. to like overcompensate, you know. Yeah. As part of like their, I guess, repentance. But one common thing that I found in the comments that creeped me out and you touched on it is people were saying, do not burn it.
1: I just got chills for the third time, <laughs> dude.
2: <laughs> do not burn it.
1: You don't want to unleash anything.
2: Exactly. And I don't know if I've really thought about that before. I, th- I feel like, okay, and I guess embarrassing to say, my resume goes, far, goes as far as movies and TV <laughs> shows. But that always seems like the end game is to like destroy it. A door, <laughs> Throw <laughs> it, it into, into the, the fire. <laughs> or the Elder One. he breaks it in half and throws it over the bridge. You know, just getting rid of it. But people were saying, do not burn it because whatever is inside of it or possessing this object will then not have an object to occupy. Its spirit can be freed. And you look real tasty. Yes. (laughs) We'll look for something else to occupy. Mm -hmm. So they're like, okay, (laughs) Uh, I guess we'll take it back. I think they were hesitant to take it back because they didn't want to give it back to the source of where it came from. Also, You don't want to run into the person who is there. Yeah. Yeah. Or even if you don't, like, I think they were thinking, you know, whoever made this or helped contribute to what this is, we don't want them to come in contact with this again to, I don't know, be more powerful, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So many different uh, thoughts, you know, running through their head. till one comment responds to them, this man introduces himself. He's the owner of... The Traveling Museum of the Paranormal and the Occult. I think he's been on Mysterious Universe before. I've looked them up and they are... They have an influence. Is it a couple? Yes. I think they've been on Mysterious Universe several times. I didn't know that. Yeah. They have wild stories. Dude, that's good. (laughs) I I love that you are confirming that. The difference between them and us is they like throw themselves into these stories. Mm -hmm. We hear about them. We talk about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go to the place. They take the, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, that's all part of the rest of the story. So he comments and he says, hey, I'm from, you know, this museum. We specialize in these kind of things. I'm sorry, I, I can't pay you. But if you want to get this off of your hands, I'd be happy to. And I can update you on our studies and our findings on this. Mm -hmm. So that's the option they decide to go with. They send it to this owner of this museum of the paranormal and the occult. So we we have listeners who we love and are grateful for. Many of you have sent stories. Thank you. But ain't nobody has sent us a wooden doll with nails in its eyes. I'm going to go ahead and say it now. Noose around its neck, yeah. And don't. (laughs) Please don't. Yeah, bro. I ain't trying to mess (laughs) with that dog. Y'all don't need to. We're chill. We're chill. We said the difference between us and them, that couple of the museum, we're fine with that difference. So, Bro, we sit on the side and comment. Yeah.
1: They be jumping in that We're perfect on the side. Like, we chill.
2: Yeah. So (laughs) these two dudes, our main character and his atheist friend, who honestly, in my opinion, I'm pretty sure is going to hell. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. I'm not one Um, to judge, but (laughs) hell. (laughs) Straight to jail. Yeah. Undercooked fish, overcooked fish. Believe it or not. (laughs) Hell. <laughs> Hell. Okay. <Yeah. laughs> um, so the name of the owner of this museum is Greg. Greg Newkirk. So you can look up their museum. You can look up his name. They come up first thing on the search and find these stories. And um, we'll, we'll post these pictures on Instagram as well, by the way. So he extends the invitation for them to send this statue. And the day finally comes where he's opening the box and he sticks his hands inside the box and he clutches a pillowcase. He he can feel a wooden statue and he knows this is what he's been waiting for. Takes it out of the pillowcase. It's a statue that was found in that cave. The nails are in its eyes. The noose is around its neck. And as he does with all Objects they receive He takes pictures of it Front, back The entire profile He takes notes And he sets it off to the side He has some errands to run that day with his wife And he locks up the office And they they head out for a few hours Greg has this to say When speaking about receiving these types of objects From people all over the world He says When you've been sent countless quote, haunted objects through the years, it's hard to shake the preconceived notion that the creepy porcelain clowns, weird paintings, and African idols will never live up to their alleged reputations. They rarely do. So for us, the arrival of the crone, which is what he's named the statue, C-R-O-N-E, the crone. So for us, the arrival of the crone was just another day at the office. However... The six months that followed proved us wrong. So those following six months is what I want to finish on. And that will be available for (laughs)
0: patrons.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So if you're a patron, look out for this story. It'll come out soon before the end of the weekend. Mm -hmm. If you're not, link in our bio. Check it out. I won't say any more. You dirty dog. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, patrons? Thanks for being here. We are going to continue the story about the crone, the statue found in the cave in New York by two men on a hike. All right, I'm up. Uh, in researching kind of the topic, there is, you, like your story kind of reminded me, there is a, an Australian aboriginal legend or folklore and it's about I I forgot the name, so I apologize, but it's about the spirits of the forest or the bush that take the shape of children. And Hey
1: Listen (laughs) Listen
2: (laughs) So much like most cultures around the world, there are spirits that reside around forest or the bush is what the Aussies call like Nature. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> ha, you said bush. Out in the bush. <laughs> uh, but they, they live near there, and their sole purpose is to lure people into them. Mm, like sirens of the forest. Exactly. And so I think most cultures around the world have that, right? But these, what's unique about these spirit children is all of their feet... Are turned around backwards. Uh, bro, that was like me and my skateboarding accident. TJ <laughs> <laughs> was like, half I of that. that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the reason their feet are turned around is once they lure you into the forest and you try to follow them, you get confused and you get lost. And then anyone who's following you gets confused and gets lost. But that just reminded me with the foot footprints I didn't things, even think of that. That's boy. <laughs> What them feats do? That <laughs> reminds Clever. me of, of that one. Uh, my cousin Audrey, her friend, who went camping in the Uintas, and he woke up in his hammock with two sets of footprints Whoa. right behind his hammock, dude. I, uh, uh, that's one of my favorite stories, bro. That you've told me too. Like, uh, not because I told it, but because yeah, yeah, I'm so Andrew. sick at stories, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> but anyway, okay. Just to like warm us up, I wanted to show you guys a list of photos from Australia. (laughs) So I lived for two years in Australia. I love Australia. There's a lot of things I love, hate about Australia. (laughs) (laughs) And if you are new to living or you've never been on the internet, you might not know how crazy Australia is. Basically, everything in Australia is trying to kill you. That's the joke (laughs) slash truth. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The goddamn truth. (laughs) (laughs) If there is a poisonous snake or spider, it probably lives in Australia. Or like amphibious or like sea type thing, it lives in Australia, right? Like the nine most poisonous snakes in the world live in Australia. The nine most poisonous, or nine out of ten most poisonous spiders. Steve Irwin, come on. So we're just going to go over some photos real quick just to warm us up. But here's the first one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nope. So, what do you? What do you describe what we're seeing? <laughs> a vampire is <laughs> Dracula, Dracula <laughs> dude. Okay.
2: The title of this picture is Mega Bat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is at least three feet tall. This is coronavirus right here.
2: <laughs> it's a, looking like a mega. <laughs> 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 All right, dog, <laughs> mate. Yeah, uh, the c word is uh, Australia's favorite word. Um, it can mean everything. <laughs> and anything so <laughs> good and bad yeah for real if you're a dog it's bad if you're, if you're a, a mad cheeky, it's good yeah <laughs> anyway so this is a bat that's like three feet tall just hanging on someone's <laughs> roof and just staring in at them there's a uh, komodo dragon <laughs>
1: 10 feet up somebody's wall. Just waiting to pounce on the next person that passes. Knock,
2: knocking on their door with dominoes in its hand. So I think this is King Koopa. <laughs> uh, it's a lizard that's like. It's, it's Bowser. Hu- yeah. <laughs> Mario, we found him. Uh, he's holding peach. No. Um, yeah, it's just a huge lizard. Oh, uh, The huntsman spider. Bro, uh-huh. he is real close to that. So this next photo is a Huntsman spider, and it looks like uh, a face sucker from Alien. Alien. Alien? The xenomorph. Yeah. uh, Spawn. The Huntsman spider, dude, I've seen videos of people going to grab pots to trap that thing on the wall, and then they get to it, and they're like, oh, this 50-gallon pot is not big (laughs) enough. Yeah. Let me go grab one of my storage containers. Get the kiddie pool out back. Yeah. (laughs) yeah they're huge uh to describe how truly big and terrifying huntsman's are they're not venomous they're still just alarming they're they're aragog yeah you can hear their footsteps when they walk like a tick 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 like no other spider you're like oh i can hear it (laughs) but this dude you're like (laughs) tell me the last time you you audibly heard a spider (laughs) in the next room yeah oh yeah snake eating a fully grown adult uh crocodile, crocodile. yeah <laughs> <laughs> even the trees are trying to kill you in australia the, the headline of this picture says pine cone pine cones have been reported to kill people when falling this pine cone <laughs> is the size and weight of a bowling ball
1: it's like two bowling balls dude like stacked on top of each other uh, like a a teenager
2: is holding it up, and it's completely eclipsing its body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but could you imagine hearing one of these things fall? It would be like, it's like oh, your it's neighbor's like, on 4th of July. Bro. You have any <laughs> PTSD, cannonball. you're
1: done, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: and I think down under, they say uh, <laughs> pine cones don't melt steel beams or something. <laughs> Wrong. Erase <Man>. that. <laughs> Not funny. <laughs> kangaroo that looks like terry cruz <laughs> dude okay so there's different kangaroos there's like the grays the regular gray kangaroos the grays they're everywhere <laughs> they're like they're like squirrels in america they're just everywhere so nobody in australia cares no like i've gone by fields of like hundreds right yeah it's normal to them Tourists is like
1: yeah. <laughs> holy yeah kangaroo jack mate <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> you what mate uh But every once in a while, you see what is known as, like, the red kangaroo. And those mofos are huge. And I only saw them a couple times in my two years living there. But one time, I distinctly remember being bored. We were driving a long drive. We were coming back to the house. And I look out in this field, and I see this (laughs) T-Rex-sized kangaroo. It's, like, bent over, and I'm looking at it. I'm like, that thing is huge. And it stands up to its full height and looks at the car and, like, squares up to us. It was six feet plus, I promise. It was terrifying. It's so, Dude, that thing has has so much definition in its <laughs> arms and chest.
0: Yeah.
2: Put me to shame. Not only does it pay for a gym membership, <laughs> the red kangaroo also has like a special to the tanning salon. <laughs> it looks good.
1: Yeah, it's all tan. Oh,
2: look at those claws.
1: Bro, that thing's scurry. It's got
2: the nails of a bag lady. <laughs> but there are stories of kangaroos that live in the middle of Australia, which is basically not populated. So in Australia, (laughs) over 90% of the population live on the coast. Yep. And then other than that, no one lives in the middle. All no man's land. It's just
1: airs rock and nothing. like
2: 15 (laughs) aboriginals and kangaroos. (laughs) On walkabout. (laughs) Yeah. But there's stories of 12-foot reds. So, people
1: <laughs> so
2: people have gone out in the bush, like in helicopter expeditions and stuff, and sworn they have seen 12 foot Reds hopping like bro. like 60 foot hops and just like go, <laughs> clearing land. Wearing, honestly, wearing, could s- be. wearing sweaters and aviators <laughs> wrap in. Do you remember that? It's like Kangaroo Jack. <laughs> yeah. I ain't never seen that, dog. Oh, yeah, me Dude, neither. It's a classic, bro. <laughs> 90s classic. So here's one of just a casual crocodile. That crocodile is the size of a mini school bus. That's terrifying. Miss Frizzle
1: drives that thing. <laughs> bro, I just watched Lake Placid for the first time a little bit ago, and that's what that looks like. Just a 20 foot crocodile. Bro,
2: I saw that when I was like eight, and that put me on my ass. That movie scared me. <laughs> no, bro, no. That old lady was feeding that crocodile yeah, I was like, cows. That, bro? <laughs> that picture was the inspiration for the. Uh, Japanese cult classic Godzilla. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kuchira. Kuchira. Oh, sh- is that a mantis? Dude, I don't know what the it hell that is. It has taken your child. <laughs> uh, this one is a, a six-year-old kid, and there's a bug on its back, and it's as tall as its torso. I'm sorry, child. You're done. Yeah. You can have it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so this is what they, This is something in Australia they call spider frost. Ah. Uh. Can you describe what spider frost is? It looks like snowfall, a fresh layer of snow. So it looks like a fresh inch of snow. But what it actually is, is this entire park blanketed in spider webs. Ah, nope. So I've said it before and I'll say it again. I have never knew the extent of spider webs, what they fully could be. But I have legitimately seen spider webs from the ground all the way up to power lines. Uh, and when I went up to break them, I like swiped at it and it didn't break. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> like, this one? is a Spidey, Spider-Man spider
1: <laughs> web. <laughs> yeah.
2: I had to grab it and physically like pull with She-Lob force. And was, like,
1: shows up and just. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: that, that park bench has more webs than any haunted house I've been
1: in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just oh. another
2: huntsman. This one. Oh, F- I'm not about no, that, bro. Just a little tickle tickle under <laughs> pickle pickle, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Huge worms in the toilet. It's not a worm dog. That's Centipedes, snake, snake. bro. That's a oh. that's a brown snake. One oh, little... that's all one thing. That's a yeah. I thought those were three different Oh. So this is one of the most poisonous snakes in the world. Just casually wrapped up under the rim chilling. of a toilet. Oh. <laughs> Soon to be wrapped around another rim. <laughs> 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 oh Dude, uh, no, uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then the next photo is that toilet completely bashed with a mallet. <laughs> <laughs> Good move. I don't know what this is, bro. Just things are broken down there. To- like, toads are—they're like riding fifty toads riding on a python. Yeah, why? Because <laughs> Australia. Know. This one effed me up. I don't know why. An earthworm. Oh, oh. my gosh!
1: But why? I
2: hate that. Okay, so the length, the girth, familiar. (laughs) The length, not so much. (laughs) Desirable. To be (laughs) desirable. I hate us. Uh, Like think of a standard salami. That's about how thick it is. Uh, What are those called? Uh, A summer sausage. Yeah. And then the length is like three feet, four feet <laughs> uh, earthworm. What fish are you trying to catch with that, <laughs> dude? That alligator bro, you in got the alligator trying to catch
1: sharks, bro. <laughs> oh, dude, I don't like that, dude.
2: Next. Oh, first of all,
1: ew. Ah, uh, nope. Those spiders are <laughs> nope's, nope. bro. Oh. Uh, nope, nope. Oh, oh. oh.
2: okay. Sorry, I'm taking so much time. Okay, I need to see this. Felt a tickle on my leg.
1: Oh, Ew. you felt a tickle on your leg? You didn't see a massive, <laughs> giant bug climbing <laughs> like, up your leg. <laughs> three pounds of insect on your leg. Like, wow, I feel like I just gained three pounds on my leg. <laughs> All right, I'm so there's
2: calf heavy today. <laughs> there's a tons of different stories in Australia. I'm just going to cover a couple. But there are a lot of weird sightings in Australia. Australia is like pretty much untouched. Like there's a large portion of it that is not, what's the right word? Habitated. Yeah, habitated, um, <laughs> industrialized, or like, yeah. like built upon. It's, it's, it's like 90% rural. Anyway. This comes from a person who went by the name of S-S-T-I-D-1. Like S-T-D-1 or something like that. (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) S-S-T-D-I-M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I-N-G. I-N-G. So he said his brother-in-law, who was a park ranger for 35 years, had this experience, and he was in the... Coast Cusco? <laughs> sure. Uh, national Park, <laughs> which is a national park in New South Wales, Australia. So he was out one day. He knows this land. He's Aboriginal himself. He knows this land like the back of his hand. And he's riding on his horse, and his horse stops dead in its tracks. And something has very obviously spooked it. It will not move. So him, he's. He, this has happened to him before. Looks down the path and he's expecting to see a dead animal, a large snake, something of that sort, right? And so he gets down off of his horse, looks, there's nothing. Can't see anything. Interesting. Goes back to his horse and after a lot of coaxing, manages to move it like, you know, 15 feet up the path. So he gets back on his horse and as he's mounting his horse, he looks up into the trees that was by the path where it originally stopped and he sees a dead kangaroo. Those things die? But this kangaroo <laughs> is way up in the tree. Oh,
1: frick. Dear.
2: Wedged between the trunk and a branch.
1: Oh, uh, yep.
2: Nope. Now, the reason that this freaks him out is there are no predators who would be pulling a kill up into a tree. Because in Africa, large cats, leopards, lions, tigers, whatever. They pull a kill up their tree so no one else will mess with it. Nothing like that in Australia. So he sees that and is immediately freaked out. Takes off. Not a drop bear or... <laughs> uh. <laughs> or it could have been what the aboriginals call the hairy man.
1: The, was it the Yowie?
2: Yaoi.
1: Ooh. Mm-hmm.
2: There's different names for it. There's the yahoo or the yaoi. But anyway, yeah, the hairy man. So he said uh, his brother-in-law didn't say outright he thought it was the hairy man or the yaoi, but when they brought it up or whenever it was brought up as a possible explanation, he said, I mean, that's as plausible as any other because there was like no other explanation he could think of. All right, so funnily enough, less than 200 kilometers away from where that guy had that experience with the kangaroo, there is a very famous sighting of what could be a yaoi. Or a Yahoo. So, in 1893, this dude named Arthur Marin, he is a local businessman. He makes a drink called cordial, which is what they drink down there. Mm -hmm. It's basically Kool-Aid.
1: Kool-Aid with a little bit of liquor.
2: Yeah, there you go. So, he's making that. He is delivering something to another town. So, he's on his horse-drawn carriage, and he's with his dog. And as he's going... Much like this other story, his dog freaks out. So he, thinking it's a snake or something, hops off his carriage and starts looking for what it is. And as he goes into the darkness, he says, A hairy creature, over six feet tall, jumps out of the darkness and lunges at him. So he grabs a rock and bashes this fool in the head. (laughs) This thing falls to the ground. He pulls out his pistol. And he finishes the job with the butt of his gun. But oh I frick. I thought you're talking about the hairy thing. Yeah. The hairy thing pulled out the oh, no, no. auto. <laughs> <laughs> it's back and run. <laughs> no. Uh, our, yeah, yeah, yeah. our homie Arthur. <laughs> is that yeah. So he just casually takes out his gun and is like, all right. Yeah. You know? pistol whip that I played grand theft. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but he has a delivery to make. So he jumps on his horse-drawn carriage makes the delivery while in town. He decides to go to the police because he thinks I potentially just killed a man. So he goes to the police and he goes, hey, I was attacked. I killed this thing. I'm not quite sure what it is in the morning him and the police officer go back out and retrieve the body and they take it back to his hometown where they display it. For several days outside of his factory <laughs> and a ton of people come from all around to look at this thing because they don't know what it is <laughs> including a local reporter who writes up a whole story on it that's the man that got attacked i think that's his grandson oh this is a while ago 1893 Damn. oh that's unfortunate <laughs> So I know I said he said it was six feet long. He did say that, but this is what the reporter said. It was four feet long, 11 inches across. Okay, so I guess that's just across, not the the height. So it was four feet long, 11 inches across. The forehead had a face very much like a polar bear. It weighed over seven stone or 44 kilograms. Do you know what that is in LBSs? Uh, In freedom.
1: In freedom pounds. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> Freedom that's like, units.
1: That's like a hundred and something, 112, 97.
2: 97. Okay. Not too heavy. <laughs> uh, its forearms were very strong with great paws that would be capable of giving a terrible grip. And it was a tan color like a possum with strong hair on its skin, which is kind of weird because the last, last week you talked about Crash. How he saw that bipedal thing with tan Mm -hmm. fur. And for some reason that just I did not like that. (laughs) And then to see it again. Anyway. So this reporter writes about it. This thing becomes a huge like issue uh, in the in the community. People are giving the paper a problem for printing this. They eventually have to back down. They never retract what they say, they never denied what they just stop talking about it and stop commenting. His wife is first of all disgusted that they're displaying this dead animal. And she doesn't like all the hollow blue, so she makes him bury it. So he digs a shallow grave near the factory and buries this thing. So this thing has a reporter, tons of townsfolk, a policeman, and this guy who all claim they've seen this. And they have no idea what animal it is. And it's very well documented. At some point, the body is moved in a suspicious way. And they don't know Where it is, so, wait. The body moved, or it was moved. Left. It was moved because they buried it in a shallow grave, right near the factory. So people have gone back and they've looked all around this factory for like bones. And there's report a couple accounts of it being moved in a very sketchy way, like without telling people or something. Or maybe it went Kill Bill and broke itself (laughs) out. Oh. Well, it was dead. And then nicely put everything back. <laughs> Till this day, what it was under great disputation. Highly disputed. But the fact that there was something unidentifiable and something that no one had seen before has never been disputed. Like, that's a fact. Yeah. Yeah. So, could be. The yaoi. Anyway. Thanks for letting me go to Australia. There's so much more. I'm going to do a lot more research, future episodes about Australia, but I just wanted to introduce it a little.
1: Everything wants to kill you. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. That sounds Australia. Anyway, that's me tonight. Nice, nice. So earlier, when you're telling your story about the, uh, one of the hikers waking up in the middle of the night, it reminded me of something. Did either of you get that Amber Alert? About Mm -hmm. a week or so ago. uh,
2: Saturday night?
1: That came in at 3 in the morning. 33. Yeah. Bro. So I sleep with earplugs on. And why why do you do that? Just because I'm a very, very light sleeper. Oh.
2: I thought it was because you lived with DJ. That's what I was trying to get at.
1: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Nice try, dog. (laughs) (laughs) Thwarted. Um, so I hear this go off at 3:33, just you know the typical Amber Alert that, wah 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 wah, yeah, and like it wakes me up with these earplugs on, and I kind of like groggily open my eyes, turn off my phone, and I swear I hear something with my earplugs on. So if I did hear something, it had to have been loud. And I've been at by myself at the house for like the last week almost. <laughs> so I hear something and I'm, I like take one of my earplugs out. I don't hear anything again, but I also don't have a lock on my door. So I'm like, I'm not going to risk it. Like, reach over to my table and grab my buck knife and I unclip it and like lay it right by my pillow. I was <laughs> like, I'm not taking any risks. Right That's smart,
2: honestly. <laughs> I always am hesitant sleeping with a knife by because what if you fall asleep and oh. then someone who wants to kill you is like, oh, convenient. Yeah. There's a knife by his head. You made this easy. It's your <laughs> knife.
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> See, no, but like I'm still a light sleeper, so if someone opens the door, I'm going to wake up, especially with one of my earplugs out now. So I was like, I'm definitely going to wake up if something comes in, but now I'm going to be preppered. Huh? But dude, the creepiest thing was the Amber Alert, but it didn't give any info. It,
2: yeah, it just said Amber Alert.
1: Yeah, because you know, typically it'll say. Well, what are you supposed
2: to be looking out for? Exactly. It's just like alert, y'all.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just like Look was, alive. <laughs> wake up at three thirty three tonight. It's that like, was yeah, it was super creepy. That was eerie, and it was. It like, gave no details. No, no That's detail. weird. It was.
2: That's annoying too.
1: Oh yeah, it was super annoying. And then all of a sudden, I'm like heightened awareness, like grabbing my buck knife, like.
2: kind of it kind of <laughs> reminds me of the missile. Alert in
1: Hawaii. Oh.
2: Dude, I was not there for that. Real quick, we on the mainland heard that, and I think most people were like, ha oh, that's kind of funny. Like, oh, man, someone messed up. Like, whatever. But I've heard stories from Hawaiian people on Hawaii, and it was like they legitimately thought they were about to die. They were throwing their kids into sewers because, like, they didn't know what to do because they all get a message on their phone, and it says, like, missile attack, imminent you are all gonna die <laughs> yeah my family called me after they said it was a mistake and i was like bye like if it wasn't a mistake <laughs> oh, yeah. um oh, yeah. so Thanks, I'm, Ma. I, I made it about me you yeah. know <laughs> um no it was just crazy nice to know where you fall you know yeah. <laughs> 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 cool man <laughs> Damn! Oh, it savage. is nice to know where I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: God. That's hilarious. I like, he didn't graduate from college. <laughs> there was this one time he cut up his Dragon Ball Z jacket. <laughs> You peed on our floor. Okay, come to okay. think
2: of it, though, your parents do like have an excuse. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. you were a little shit. I am. I am pretty terrible. But uh, it it took, wait, sorry, it took 17 minutes, right? On the reel, though, I heard. I mean, my my family all experienced it. Lived it. Lived it. They have T-shirts. <laughs> um, my grandma said she was at the beach, and they got the alert while she was at the beach, and she was by. Moana, which is a big mall uh, near Waikiki, and she said everybody on the beach started sprinting to the mall to get indoors, running, jaywalking. There's traffic going, pandemonium. Yeah, pandemonium, chaos. It's crazy. Ugh. And uh, yeah, they thought they were gonna die. So, so someone legitimately in the government made a mistake, sent out a mass text to Hawaii, and there is a chain of not like a chain of command or like a process. It's not like... He didn't bump It's his not a light switch. elbow on, yeah. on a <laughs> yeah, button. Yeah. yeah, exactly. There's like things you have to go through in order to send out that crisis alert to 1.4 million people. So people are seriously thinking they're going to die. They all get this text missile attack imminent like get to shelter. Uh, that parents are throwing their kids down sewers because they're thinking maybe the pipes will save them. Uh, people are crying. People are dying. People are calling their loved ones not DJ's parents. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I think for 17 minutes they think this before they send out another text being like, oops. Oh, <laughs> oops. <laughs>
0: oh, oops.
2: Oh, my bad. Uh, uh, JK. J- JK. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> <laughs> you dumb <That>. Hawaiians. <laughs> This is not going (laughs) to (laughs) happen. So anyway, that's kind of effed up. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Shout out DJ's grandma. She's
1: dope. I love (sighs) her. Aloha, grandma. That's funny. But uh, that's what it reminded me of when we got that Amber Alert at 333. Mm, That's crazy. With no info on what we're supposed to be watching for. It was creepy. looking out your window like, (laughs) I'm alert. I'm just looking for anything at this point. Um, So, the uh, story that I have, though, comes from the Scottish Highlands. Oh, you don't say? Giving me another reason to go and visit.
2: Hey, freedom!
1: (laughs) So, deep, deep within the Scottish Highlands, their biggest national park, the Cairngorms. That sounds old and full of magic. Oh yeah, the gathering.
2: (laughs) So, dude, that looks like Alpine Loop.
1: The Cairngorms are one of the biggest national parks in northern Scotland and home to the second tallest mountain in the UK. Now, Big Ben. Big Ben. It's Ben Ben (laughs) Macdui. What? That's what it's called. Ben McDway. Ben
2: MacDwey? Ben, ben MacDwey?
1: Ben yep. Um, I feel like you just put a spell on me, bro. Bruh, bruh. <laughs> so these mountains are extremely old, and because of that have been kind of beaten down by time, and they're just tall, rounded mountains, and they're kind of barren and bleak. Now, deep within the Cairngorms, atop Ben MacDwey is a certain something that resides there that's called Fear L'Amour, translated to The Big Gray Man. Ew. <laughs> Don't like that. <laughs> Let me see if I, if I said that, though, correctly. It's Fear More. Yep. And this is translated to The Big Gray Man. There are plenty of sightings. One of the most famous was told in 1925 by a J. Norman Cauley. He was a scientist and mountaineer, so by his reputation, he was pretty reputable. (laughs) (laughs) And nearly 30 years before this story is being told, in 1891, he took a solo trip to Ben MacDway to summit the mountain. Now, At the time of year, he had gone to summit this mountain. There was still some ice pack on top, and he makes it to the top. And then, as he starts to descend now to go back to the bottom... Now, these are the tallest mountains in the UK, but it's about 4,500 feet. So it's the equivalent of where we are here in Utah. (laughs) But it's from sea level where they start. So as he starts to descend towards the uh, villages below, he gets this eerie feeling. That he's not the only one there. And he kind of starts to quicken his pace. And as he does, he notices the sound of steps behind him. Mm. But for every three steps he's taking, he can hear one step, as if the stride is that of three of his.
2: That's a great descriptor, (laughs) Jordan and Sean. I tried so hard, (laughs) got so far. (laughs) What did you say to me, bro? In the (laughs) end, didn't even matter.
1: (laughs) Apologies. Back to the Scottish Highlands. As he realizes that these steps are coming behind him, he stops and he also hears the sound stop. And then he starts to go faster. And at the top of this mountain, because of the snowpack and then the kind of warmth that's coming in for the summer season or the spring season, there's this large, this massive fog over the mountains, so he can't really see much either. All he can tell is that there's a sound coming from behind him. And it's at that point that he is so distressed that he just starts to run. He just starts to run as fast as he can and says that he does for four or five miles just to get to the bottom of the mountain, to this town. And finally, he comes out of the fog that's on top of this mountain as well, never seeing anything but only hearing it coming from behind him. Now, in this region, they've also had sightings of being in this fog and seeing off in the distance a large, dark figure. And I have a couple pictures. Mm. Bro, there's nothing like fear that would turn your ass into a Kenyan. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, this being one of the first pictures. five miles. What? <laughs> 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 okay. Hmm. This being up a little bit closer. Oh, don't like that. That thing is towering. Yeah. So, both of them, they're shrouded in mist. And it is apparently only during these times of fog that there are experiences. And when they do have the experiences, they'll never see what it is. They'll only hear it coming from behind them. Hmm. So that's a little bit of the legend behind it. Now, there have been people who have tried to explain it, that the way that they, or the elevation that they are on these mountains, when the sun hits them, it'll cast their own shadow out onto the fog. Hmm. And there's actually a term for it, but... That doesn't explain the sound of one step per three strides that you take coming from behind you. Or, and we all know this is a thing, the feeling that we get when something is watching. Mm -hmm. So that is the very short story of The Big Gray Man. Dope, dude. He was cited in the book by Nick Redfern and also, I think, mentioned on Mysterious Universe. Cool. What was it called again? Fear li'amor. Ugh. But it's spelled weird. It's like, well, fear is normal. And then L I A T H M O R. To yourself. We got Bigfoot in Scotland, the A- Yowie, and down under. Bro. Mm. Yep. They've also like, allegedly found footprints around the region as well. Hmm. Um,. Are sighting, well, those are photos, so sightings obviously are recent. Yeah, but, but like those sightings, the the pictures look like it could be the sun casting your shadow out into the fog.
2: Even that's a little scary.
1: Oh, yeah, that would be scary.
2: Like a shadow, but not. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, dude, he ran for four to five miles, didn't trip once. Bro, I think of the movie yeah. The Ritual.
1: Bro, yeah. That dude was
2: walking. Or... Any scary movie yeah. ever?
1: <laughs> <laughs> someone's running. It's like, all right, yeah, y'all. Trip in. I mean, it depends on how fast you run. In like, I mean, I guess I've been running, so I can't talk. But <laughs> I'm like. impressed by his stamina alone. Yeah, That's what yeah, I'm saying Kenyon. He maxed it out. <laughs> 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 He's running for his life from the big gray man, bro. Hmm. Cool. Dude, I love
2: the the depiction with the lightning. I think you had it on your computer, or somebody had the picture. Oh, right there. I love that. I love the imagery of having like. The lightning give you, like, a visual aid for a split
1: second. And then it's gone.
2: And then it's gone, but then you re- you wish that you, the lighting wouldn't have. Yeah, you, you wish know. you
1: just would not have seen it in the first place. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> um, But, yeah, the pictures of it standing in the mist is foreboding.
1: Yeah, like, even if that is just a trick of light, that's still terrifying to come across. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For sure. Creepy, man. Tonight was good.
2: How are you guys feeling? So good. I'm tired. <laughs> it's late. We got a late start tonight, but we went on for almost three hours. <sighs> Mainly because we had a good time. So we hope you did too. Once again, thank you for tuning in to our longtime listeners for sticking with us. For our new ones, welcome. Uh, we hope we, we give you reason enough to stay. If you guys have any scary stories send them into our ig or link link in our bio as a form where you can just send stories attach files audio photo video but we look forward to hearing from you soon and uh until next time trust your gut and watch your back bye love you be safe and be careful out there see you folks
1: submit them to our website, the3ampodcast.com. We love any audio or visual aids that can help bring your stories to life. So file uploads are welcome with your written submissions. We're anxious and excited to hear from you.
2: Ohio is a land of mystery. From missing shipwrecks and lost treasure beneath her surface, To strange phenomenon slicing through her skies. From myths that
0: have evolved around historic events and people. To the unsolved murders and
2: disappearances that keep her communities wondering, what happened? Find Ohio Mysteries on your favorite podcast app. And let's explore the inexplicable. OhioMysteries.com Come play with us.